Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just so proud of our team here with Stevie B's Media Production. We have hit a milestone of 200 episodes with this show tonight. And we want to thank everyone who has been involved in these programs on a weekly basis. We have guest speakers throughout the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ. And I certainly appreciate all those men who have joined me on this broadcast and their willingness to proclaim the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to continue to thank them for supporting this program and all of our listeners who have been tuning into this show on a weekly basis. And we would ask the good Lord that he will continue to bless our efforts here as we sow the seed of the kingdom. Thank you. You are my protector and you are my provider and my deliverer. There's no other help I know. You are my protector and you are my provider and my deliverer. There's no other help I know.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast, Stevie B Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, from the great state of North Carolina. This radio show is being broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just so grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or my special guests on this radio show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. Or you can give me a call at Stevie B. Media Production Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and study along with us here on What Our Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Before we go into our program this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my special guest speaker, Joe Wiggins, and also my co-host, Shauna Otis, and her Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry as they break unto us the bread of life. As she serves our community as well with her various our neighbors. We pray that you will bless their families that support their efforts, that they may continue to serve in that capacity. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in this broadcast via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, and that they may consider their eternal stance before you. And that their hearts may be pregnant, it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're just so grateful for his precious sacrifice on Calvary's cross. For without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask that you forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you'll continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And faithful unto death. Father, we pray that you'll save us. Was in Christ's name. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the broadcast this evening. In the first segment, my special guest speaker is San Antonio, Texas. Joe is also a former co-host of mine on the radio five thousand Bible radio show. If you remember that show that aired back in twenty sixteen, and also in the community corner, my special guest is Tammy Randall. She serves here. Her business is called Tradell's Financial Frenzy, and she's from Winston Salem, North Carolina. She's going to be telling us about her business 
there in the community corner. And then the last segment, my co-host Shauna Otis, her team uh, is the Mid-Tennessee Singles. They come on this broadcast every third Tuesday of the month, and they'll be making their presentation as well. So we're looking forward to hearing their topic tonight. So open your Bibles and open your minds, and let's have a great show. After the break, the next one you hear will be that of my special Joe Wiggins. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. From the Lord Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my special guest speaker, Joe Wiggins, and his subject What Does God Provide? Peace, Answers, and Empowerment. Thank you so much, Steve. It's great to be here with everyone today and once again be a part of this wonderful program. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. One of the things that many ministers and elders have experienced as we are teaching people the gospel is that 
some people will actually think that they are not included in the gospel, that God doesn't really care about them. They are seeking real answers, real truth, hoping that if they find it, they can find clarity and peace in their lives. And for some reason, they seem to think that if they cannot find these things, then there's really no significance or no importance to obeying the gospel and being a part of the Lord's church. So this search is one of the, the universal truths that unite us, regardless of anything else that seems to be on the surface or different about us. In Hosea chapter 6 and verse 4, God told his people that they were destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Well, if that is true, and I certainly believe it is, then just the opposite of that is true as well, that knowledge brings protection, it brings salvation, and it can bring answers to us, the things that we are looking for in life, the answers we are hoping to find, and perhaps in so doing, it will allow us to become closer to God, which is certainly our hope as we get into this study and many other studies like it from time to time on Steve's show. So we know that answers are out there, and we as Christians, as ministers, as elders, want to help people find them. We find this in 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning in verse 11, Paul talking to his, his dear friend Timothy, and Paul had been a mentor to Timothy and wanted to help him find the answers because Tim was a man that was devoted to God, but he still had questions that he wanted answered. So this is what Paul said to Timothy, beginning in 1 Timothy chapter 6. He says, but you, man of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you, were made, when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever. Amen. Paul gives so many answers to so many questions there. He tells Timothy that the faith and righteousness and love that he had been practicing will continue to bless him in his life, but only if he continued to pursue it and practice it. He reminded Paul, uh, Paul reminded Timothy of where the true answers lie. They lie in the one that created everything, in God himself, and in his son, Jesus Christ. And he told us that God is a source of light. You know, so many people today, as they are seeking for answers and peace and so many things in their life, they, were, they are also looking for light because quite often when we look around in the world and we are looking for light, we don't find it because it's just not there. Many times in the world, we think we are chasing after something that is worthy of our attention or worthy of our energy, and then it disappoints us. So Paul wanted Timothy to know that real peace and real understanding and real answers can be found in God. Then we continue our reading in 1 Timothy chapter 6, this time reading verse 17, and we see that Paul charges Timothy to help keep others from placing their trust in those worldly distractions. In verse 17, he said, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, 
who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Now imagine that. You go up to somebody who is rich by anyone's definition, and you say, if you really want to be rich, if you really want to have true enjoyment, then you have to find it in God, not in your stuff, in your things, in your possessions. So many people today think that that's where true peace and enlightenment will come from, is from the things that we can chase after in this world. Now, I want to make sure that you understand something, and this is something I don't normally do early in my lesson, but I, I have this goal for you before this lesson is through. I want everyone listening to me to know this. You matter to God, and even more importantly, you are in good hands with God even if you didn't know it. God gives you the ability to know three very important things. First of all, through God, I have answers. The man has wanted and sought knowledge and answers to our questions all throughout recorded history. Job, Elijah, even Peter and later Paul were seeking for true answers. Now, many of these men that we know of through the Bible were seeking spiritual truth. And even today, people will lump spiritual truth into their pursuit of other things. Many people will look at different religions and look at different beliefs and different, and then pick one that they seem to like or they seem to think will give them the true answers that they are looking for in their life. But in fact, the answers that we are seeking come through God. In 1 Kings chapter 18, there's a great story there of the prophet Elijah telling all of Israel to stop chasing false gods. And then in verses 20 through 40, Elijah alone stands up to the prophets of Baal. There were 450 of them and only one of him. And he stands up in front of them boldly in front of all the prophets of the idol Baal and defends them and defeats them through the power of God. He defends what he was saying, and he defeats their false testimony and their false claims through the power of God. So this is a great story, and I encourage everyone to turn to 1 Kings chapter 18 sometime and read the story of Elijah and standing up to all these prophets. But the point I wanted to make today is, is that in the very next chapter, Elijah himself questions whether or not God is aware of what he's doing and whether or not he matters to God. And God told him, yes, Elijah, you matter to me. And he told Elijah, there are thousands of others like you that have not bowed down to Baal. So even a great man who did something wonderful in 1 Kings chapter 18, the prophet Elijah, can even have his own doubts about whether or not he matters to God. So what I want you to understand is, is that we are all seeking answers, and many of us, like the people on this program, have found that the real answers come through God. Now, man still seeks answers and peace and enlightenment. In God's time, he reveals it to us. This is something that's important for people to understand, that sometimes we want to have things just laid out in front of us and made very easy. Sometimes God is wanting us to search for things, to go out and find out what the truth really is, because God has made it clear that he wants man to turn to him, but to do so willingly after he realizes that God is the true God. Paul had these words to the early church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 6, when he said, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age and of the rulers of this age, 
who were coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that had God has destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, or if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one can know the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they discern only through the spirit. Now, I want to stop here for a moment and explain uh, what Paul is talking about. He's saying we can have these incredible truths from God that he has chosen to reveal to the people at this time. And you do not have to chase after man's wisdom. This is one of the things that I've noticed over the years, that if someone has not had the ability to go to college or get a lot of degrees or if they haven't done something with their life that involves some sort of intellectual pursuit, they seem to think, and I guess the world has taught them, that they're not as important, they're not as relevant as the people who have lots of degrees. What Paul is saying here is that man's wisdom will fail. Man's wisdom is, is weak when it's compared to God's wisdom. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I just read the other day that NASA is going to launch a new probe to go to the edge of the universe and discover the light from the Big Bang Theory. Now, we as Christians, we believers, know all about the creation of the world. God explained it to us in Genesis chapter 1, and we know that he planned for us some of the truths, some of the mysteries that Paul was talking about here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. God had been planning to reveal to us in his time, even when he created the world back in Genesis chapter 1. But man, in his so-called wisdom, is still chasing after the things we already know. And oh, by the way, NASA is going to spend about $240 million of your money to go after this pursuit when we have this particular truth and many other truths like it revealed to us by God himself, and it didn't cost us a thing other than to study and understand and believe the word of God. So this is the kind of answers that man is often pursuing, and he will spend his time and his energy and his money to chase after them. And some people truly believe that, you know, if I can just find the answers to my questions, then I will have a direction in my life. Well, let me tell you something, folks. God has given us the answers, and God has given us the direction in our life. In Philippians chapter 3, once again, Paul was writing to a new church when he ex explained this to them, beginning in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7. He says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Now think about that statement for just for a moment. If you don't know anything about Paul, let me tell you a little bit about him. He was extremely successful in his career as a Pharisee. He was advancing ahead of other people 
his same age. He, he made that point perfectly clear that his career was, was taking off like a rocket, and he was going to do great things in his career as a Pharisee. But in fact, Paul, when he learned the truth about Jesus Christ, he exchanged all of that wisdom that he had studied and gained in his life and his position and his power and his authority and his influence. He exchanged all of it to become a Christian. So this is what he's talking about here in verse 7. He says, whatever were gains to me before, I now consider loss for the cause for the sake of Christ. Then he goes on to say in verse 8, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now think about all these things that Paul said here for a moment. He gave up his career. He gave up his friends. He gave up his influence and whatever worldly wealth came with it. He says all that stuff was garbage compared to knowing and being a part of Jesus Christ. So Paul found two things. He found his answers and he found his direction. And his direction was so clear to him that he said, I, I'm forgetting about all the things behind me, all the things in my past. I am pressing on. I am looking forward with the hope that I can be part of Christ and his resurrection. Now, the next thing I want you to understand that God wants you to know is that through God, you and I have peace and understanding. Now, personal peace comes through faith. I want to continue in Philippians for just a moment and go to Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 4, where Paul continues his thoughts when he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, Paul, this is like a cooking show here. You ever watch one of those cooking shows where they, they tell you what they're going to make? and it's something you'd really like, maybe one of your favorite kinds of food, and they just go into the kitchen and they lay out all the ingredients and they say, now you do this first and you do this second and then you heat this and you boil this, and here's what you end up with, and it's going to be wonderful. Well, Paul is laying this out for them. He told them in Philippians chapter 3 that he had answers, and through the answers he had direction now in his life, and now he's saying to them, 
because I have the answers and because I have direction, I have peace in my life, and I want you to have it. I want you to have the peace that passes understanding. But you must get the first part in order to get this part. You must believe and accept the gospel, the teachings of Jesus Christ. You cannot put them on a level equal to the teachings of Buddha or Muhammad or any other teacher or religion or prophet or whatever he may call himself. You have to elevate the mysteries, the truth in Christ Jesus and accept it and make sure that that is what is guiding you to have this peace. Now, if you have this peace, understanding brings you control. It brings me control in my life. Shifting the focus just for a moment, going from Paul to the Apostle Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 5, he wanted people to understand that they were no longer controlled by the world or the things in the world. He said, who through faith, he was talking to Christians here, he says, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice. So now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. So Peter takes the ideas of Paul. And keep in mind, this is the same Holy Spirit that is revealing these truths to both Paul and Peter. So they are getting their lessons from the same spirit. Here's something I want you to understand, though. Satan is no longer entangling you. The world's lies fail to enthrall us anymore when we see what is real joy, real peace, and real glory. So the last thing I believe that God wants you to know is that through God, you are empowered. God's most precious gift is salvation, but we must take it and claim it. Know this. No one can keep you from being saved. Paul had this to write to the Christians in Rome in Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 28, and he says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, I want to stop here for a minute because I hear a lot of people that are not baptized, they're not in the body of Christ, and they love to read that scripture and say, well, God's going to take care of me because it says right here that all things work together for the good of those who love him. No, what Paul was saying is he was writing this to Christians, people who had already obeyed the gospel. And so this message, this promise, this protection is for those who have obeyed the gospel. Then he goes on in verse 29 to say, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Though he's, those he justified, he also glorified. Now this is an incredible lesson here, and I've gone back and forth between Paul and Peter. Peter had to learn this lesson the hard way, if you will in the book of Acts, because he was about to be sent to a non-Jew to teach him the gospel. It was a man by the name of Cornelius. And you can read this story in Acts chapter 10. In this story, 
Peter was about to be told to go talk to a non-Jew. Now, up until this point, Peter thought that the gospel was only for Jews. They are the special people of God. And God wanted Peter to understand, no, my plan has been for this gospel to be for everyone, regardless of what you think about them. This is my plan for the gospel to go to everyone. So in this vision that he gives to Peter in Acts chapter 10, Peter goes to sleep, and he sees all of these animals come down from heaven. Now, if you know anything about the Jewish practices, they knew that there are some animals they were allowed to eat and some animals they weren't allowed to eat because under the Old Testament law, these animals were called unclean. And this voice tells Peter to kill and eat among all the animals, and Peter says, no, I've never eaten anything unclean. And then the true revelation, the true knowledge that is about to bring empowerment millions of Christians around the world is revealed to Peter in Acts chapter 10 where God said to him don't call anything unclean that I have made clean so this is the empowerment that we have through Christ Jesus we go back to Acts uh, to Romans chapter 8 and we continue reading verse 31 he says what then shall we say in response to these things if God is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. How will he not also among him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake we face death all day long we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered no in all things in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons neither the present nor future nor any powers will keep us from the love of god so Paul made this message to them abundantly clear. You are empowered to be saved. Now, with power, ability, and capability comes a responsibility to act. Just because you've listened to these scriptures, if you are not a member of the Lord's church, it does not mean that you are going to receive these promises that we've talked about here or these answers or this peace or this understanding. No, in order for this to be a part of your life, you must take it and be changed and transformed. Now, Paul tells us what to do in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. He says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will or by the grace given to me I say to every one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you so Paul is trying to empower them here now Paul is telling them what to do Jesus in this next scripture I'm going to share with you is telling his Christians what will happen if they do choose to act the way Paul has been teaching them. In the first few chapters of Revelation, let me set this up for you, 
Jesus sends a message to seven churches at that time, and he speaks to them directly. Out of the seven churches that Jesus spoke to in the first three chapters of Revelation, five of the seven were doing things that they needed to change. Fortunately, there were two churches that were getting it right, and we're going to read about one of these churches here in Revelation chapter 3, beginning in verse 7. It says, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have a little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will give a filler in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God, and I will also write on them my new name. So let me leave you with this. Through God, you are empowered. If you are seeking real answers and you choose to believe and accept God's answers to things, then you will be embracing God's true wisdom. Through that, you will find peace and understanding. And after you find this peace and understanding, you will have direction. And no one will be able to keep you from being saved. As Jesus said here to this church in Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3, if I open a door, no one can shut it on you. So continue to study your Bibles, continue to listen to this program, continue to ask the questions that will give you the answers, the peace, and understanding that you are seeking. May God bless you in your journey. I now turn the program back over to my brother Steve. Thank you so much for listening today. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. These are the announcements for the events and activities in the Churches of Christ. If you'd like to have your events and activities announced on this radio broadcast, contact me at Stevie B's Media Production Studio at 910-491-6405. I'll send you emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. 
Due to the coronavirus outbreak, I would not be making any public announcements until further notice regarding the public meetings and assemblies, but I will be making announcements regarding the events and activities that are happening here on social media. On Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 9 p.m. Central Standard Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there'll be a nationwide gospel call that's sponsored by the Church of Christ in Highland Heights from Houston, Texas. And the telephone number is 857-216-6700. And access code is 328497. This is a nationwide outreach to those who are not members of the Churches of Christ, and the speakers will be presenting a basic salvation message for them to learn what they must do in order to be saved, as well as information regarding the Churches of Christ. It's also intended to strengthen the faith of those who are Christians. Every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Delcrest Church of Christ from San Antonio, Texas, presents the Women's Virtual Bible Class. And this class will be held on www.zoom.com. And the class ID number is 821-3692-8262. Daily at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, the Ladies in Christ Prayer Line, hosted by the Church of Christ from Lafayette, Louisiana. And the telephone number to this prayer line is 605-472-5203. My co-host on the Gospel Light Radio Show, Steve Cordo, he has a new book that's entitled God, Grace, and You, and you can order this book from the 21st Century Christian Catalog. There's a spring summer series every fourth Wednesday of the month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. There will be a preacher's panel discussion. Join Minister Michael Crusoe as he moderates a series of discussions featuring seasoned preachers in our brotherhood of the Church of Christ, and the topic under discussion is expanding the role of women in Christian worship, a word from the Lord. Coming soon to Stevie B's Mid-Production Presents, we are airing some new programming coming soon on August the 1st. That'll be a Monday night. The new show will kick off called Just Say It, hosted by Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and co-hosted by Dr. Louis Ludo from Tampa, Florida and also co-hosted by Cheryl Grossman from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Also coming soon on August the 31st, every last Tuesday of the month, the new show, The Kelly Fletcher Show, and this show will air every fourth Tuesday of the month. And also coming to Stevie B's new production on September the 6th, The Edward Keaton Show from Atlanta, Georgia. This show will air every Monday night, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Brother Keaton will be discussing theology, racism, and politics. So stay tuned for these upcoming shows. And just a program reminder, Stevie B's Media Production Presents, we're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. And to give me a call to the live show, if you want to listen live at 713-955-0508. And on Tuesday evening, each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'm hosting a live show, What a Word from the Lord radio show. And each week on this broadcast, we'll have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be presenting a lesson from the Word of God. Also, we have the Community Corner segment, and this segment is designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community. I also have three co-hosts on this show, Lou Gibber, he's the evangelist for the Overbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 
And my newest co-host, Shauna Otis, she's from the Great Way Church of Christ there in Nashville, Tennessee. And she has a team, the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry. And that show, that segment will air every third Tuesday of the month. And also my newest co-host, Isa Mullins, here at the Helen Street Church of Christ here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then on Thursday evening, I'll be hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And that show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on that broadcast, I have eight co-hosts on that show who will be presenting lessons from the Word of God. And each week, I'll have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my Shout It Out platform on social media. I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. And then on Friday night, I'll have a new time from 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll be hosting the live show, Stevie B's Acapella Gospel Music Blast. I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists on that broadcast for sweet sounds of voices. We also have the Story Glory segment where we're interviewing the artists that we're playing on that broadcast. And on this Friday night, I will not be doing the Top 20 Countdown show for the month of June, but I will be doing a special tribute to my one of my staff members, Linda Dillis. She was killed a few weeks ago in a car accident. She was hit head on by a drunk driver there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She was a part of my staff here on CBB's new production. We're going to do a special tribute show to her on this Friday night. So stay tuned for that. My own demand episodes. If you can't catch any of these live shows, wherever you're getting your favorite podcast from, just type in Stevie B Media Production. You'll see all of the on-demand episodes that we're producing here on a weekly basis. And some of the major ones I always like to promote is Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, YouTube, just to name a few. I'd like to give a shout-out to all of my sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. I have a new sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. If you'd like to sponsor any of these radio shows, just give her a call at 954-687-4705. I'd like to give a shout-out to my sponsors, Sharon Norwood from Chicago, Illinois, but the Thanks Memorial, Truly Director of Crematory Services from DeSoto, Texas, Stanley Phillips from Little Rock, Arkansas, Cheryl Marat from Charlotte, North Carolina, Yvonne Blazing Cracker Goop from Nashville, Tennessee, Melvin Jackson from High Point, North Carolina, Marquise Hallman from Charlotte, North Carolina, Stephanie Booker Wilson from Greensboro, North Carolina, Diversified Financial Network LLC out of Dallas, Texas, owners Marcus Charlotte Carroll, and Odane Fake Publishing from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The three E's of Stevie B's media production it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in the study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. The Community Corner is up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. It ain't easy. No. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Anybody been lonely all by yourself? 
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. The Community Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the segment that's designed to just simply tell our listeners just what products and services are available to them and being offered in our communities. You'd be surprised to know just who is sitting right there among us in our congregations. This is one of my favorite segments because we get to talk to people who are doing great things to serve in our community. We've had people on this show who are into financial services, legal services. We've had authors, uh, college professional boxers, NFL players, uh, casting producers for television shows, farmers, comedians, you name it, we've had them on this broadcast. We just want to make the saints aware of just what products and services are being offered in our community. My special guest in the community corner is Tammy Randall. Her business is called Tradell's Financial Frenzy, and she's from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Tammy, welcome to the community corner. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. First, go ahead. Go Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I just wanted to, I just wanted to give thanks to the Lord for giving me another day and for bringing us together. Amen. I just want to thank him. (laughs) Amen. Because this wasn't planned when we woke up this morning, was it? No, it was not. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a blessing. I certainly appreciate you coming on the Community Corner. Now, why don't you tell us now, first answer this question for me. How did you get come up with this name for your business? Well, um, it's, it's Trandles, and, it, and what that is is my first name, my first initial, and my last name. Um, I worked for a um, eye doctor, and his wife's name was Tammy, so he had to come up with a different way to talk to me. So. It oh, okay. came up with Trandall, and it stuck, and, I mean, softball, jerseys, darts, whatever, I got called Trandall from then on. So, so that's why don't where you, it came from. So why don't you tell us now what it is that you're doing to serve our community? I will do that. All right. First off, we are a financial education company that focuses on establishing, building, and protecting families all across the United States. Um, we offer 12 services, which does include our primary service of um, credit repair, but we also um, have all-in-one cost. It's, we have a will preparation. We ha- have identity monitoring. We have budgeting tools um, and, you know, several other services that are all included. So it's not just the credit repair. That's our primary. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. So um, it's, you know, the will preparation in itself, uh, I can't speak enough about it and how it's set up. Um, there, you know, when there's, you get a portal and you put information in the portal for the will and they call you to make sure that your wishes are followed through. Mm, okay. And that, and right, you know, with COVID and everything that happened with COVID, that is so important um, for people because you really need to have that, you know, your family. Now, do you find that your business has increased over the last year due to this pandemic? Or? Uh, it has. It, it really has. Um, we Currently, there's 48 million Americans, Americans with less than a 599 credit score. Right. And that's. You know, and the and America runs on credit. 
you know? Right. I mean, everything is based around that, buying a house, car, you know, renting apartments, insurance. Um, and, and most recently, now they're looking at your credit for jobs. Right. So, yeah, so it really has because during the pandemic, people, you know, lost their jobs and they kind of relied on using credit and running their credit up because they had no other source. And your you know, business does the credit repair as well, right? We That's exactly, that's our main um, our main service is the credit repair. Well, I know you are overworked in that regard, then. <laughs> we're, you know, we're busy, and um, <laughs> we, you know, our goal is to help as many as many individuals as we can to get their credit back to, you know, back to where it needs to be. Um, you know, we leverage the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and we challenge and dispute all negative items. Um, on their credit report, such as like evictions, you know, you can't get a, a, if there's an eviction on your credit report, you have to pay extra security deposits even to get into a place right. that my kids had to pay double. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, we take student loans, repossessions, foreclosures, collections. Um, and, you know, we, we dispute all those with the credit bureaus, and people think that the, the credit bureaus are government agencies. They're not. They're actually just billion-dollar corporations. Right. Well, tell my listeners how they can get in contact with you if they want to uh, request your services. Well, you can email me at uh, trandlesfinancialfrenzy at gmail.com, or you can call me. And my number is 607-423-5908. You can call or text me, um, or you can get a hold of me on Facebook or Instagram. They're both under Trandall's Financial Frenzy. Well, I certainly, appreciate, <laughs> I certainly appreciate you coming on the broadcast this evening and sharing your services with us. Certainly appreciate it. No problem. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned to What a Word from the Lord radio show. The Mid-Tennessee Singles Hour of Power is up next. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Are we walking into the enemy's camp, laying our weapons down, shedding our armor as we go, leaving it on the ground? We Gotta be strong in the power of his might Prove to the enemy We are the army of the Lord And we won the victory All around us the war is going on Between the wrong and the right We gotta choose which side we're on The darkness over the light some of the soldiers of the Lord just don't realize that the captain of the army of darkness has come to blind their eyes. Are we walking into the enemy's camp, laying our weapons down, shedding our armor as we go, leaving it on the ground? We've got to be strong in the power of his might, prove to the enemy. We are the army of the Lord, and we won the victory. 
we're in a battle, there's no place to hide. Our shields of faith are full of darts, they're shooting from every side. Just shake out the darts and run right at them and remember who you're fighting for. Don't fall asleep, cause if they catch you, they'll tag you prisoner of war. Are we walking into the enemy's camp, laying our weapons down? Shedding our armor as we go, leaving it on the ground. We've got to be strong in the power of his might, prove to the enemy. We are the army of the Lord and we've won the victory. Are we walking into the enemy's camp, laying our weapons down? Shedding our armor as we go, leaving it on the ground. We've got to be strong in the power of his might, prove to the enemy. We are the army of the Lord and we won the victory. My name is Brian Malone, and you're listening to the Mid-Tennessee Singles Hour Power on the What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and my brothers and sisters in Christ. I bring you greetings from the state of Tennessee. My name is Shauna Otis. I am the co-host of the Mid-Tennessee Singles Hour Power. I'm the president of the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry. We thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. I'm here tonight with the members of the ministry um, of the Mid-Tennessee Singles Ministry. Our, minis- our mission is to empower singles to become fully devoted to followers of Christ, to encourage one another to live an abundant life, and to equip singles to demonstrate God's love by reaching the lost, teaching and preaching God's word. If in following the show, you would like to make a donation to our ministry, you can donate via our cash app using our cash tag, dollar sign, capital M, I D capital T, capital N, capital S, I-N-G-L-E-S. If by any chance you have questions or comments concerning this show, you may reach us via our email at mdtnsingles at gmail.com. We ask you that when you make your comments or your questions this evening, that you remember to place your phones back on mute to to eliminate all background noises as all the microphones will be live. Our moderator for tonight's show is William Cotton. He is the assistant minister at East Third Street Church of Christ in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Tonight's um, topic is digging your way out of the dumps, 1 Kings 19, 1-9, and it reads as follows. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and wiggle, and how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also. If I make not thy life as thy life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a Jupiter tree, 
and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a Jupiter tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights until Horeb, the mount of God. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? I'm sure we can all share a word or two about tonight's topic. Have you ever been to a point in your life where you said enough is enough? Let me tell you, I've been there, and truth be told, we all have been there before, and in some cases we may be in that situation currently. We ask that you um, don't be afraid to speak as this is a no-pass judgment zone. William, let's hear your thoughts on tonight's topic. Well, first of all, thank you, Shauna, for um, introducing us as a ministry and also introducing myself. Um, Honestly, I I have been in some dark places in my life. I've been in some low places in my life, so I can definitely relate um, to Elijah. Um, You know, Elijah was a man that was strong in faith. Um, He was a man that um, if you look over in First Kings chapter 18, he had just uh, defeated 450 prophets of Baal, of Baal worship. Um, and, you know, it's amazing to me how um, a man with so much faith to see how God, how far God had brought him that one chapter later in chapter 19 of, of First Kings, um, he allowed fear to set in. Uh, and then shortly after that, depression. Um, and so I, I have been there. I've been on the mountaintop um, of life, if you would, um, to where I was so happy to be with the Lord, and God had taken me to a high place. And then right after that, the valley comes. And we all we all would like to be on the mountaintop, but the truth of the matter is um, we all can't stay on the mountaintop. The work is not on the mountaintop. The work is in the valley. And so we have to go back into the valley from whence we came um, because we have to help somebody. We have to be able to bless somebody. We have to be able to um, help somebody to dig their way out of the dumps, which is our topic for tonight, Um, just digging your way out of the dumps, the dumps of life. And, you know, this topic is very, very personal to me. Um, And I normally crack a lot of jokes, but tonight I probably won't be cracking as many jokes because, Tonight, um, you know, digging your way out of the dumps, I mean, this, this, is, this is me. This is my life, and it's probably most of us that are on this phone call tonight um, from the standpoint of all of us that are seasoned Christians probably have gone through some things in life, some things that we didn't uh, think of or some things that we didn't think would happen to us. We thought it would happen to somebody else, or we may have seen it happen to somebody else, but we never thought it would happen to us. But um, Elijah's story is a, is a, is a wonderful story. 
Um, and there are just a few things that I want to glean out of the story on tonight. But uh, before I go any further, I just want to know uh, from any committee members or maybe even if we have a caller on the line, uh, do you have any comments or maybe even questions or anything that you would like to add to that before we go any further with this first segment? Yeah, you know, this is Brother Triplett. How how y'all doing this evening? Um, doing good, brother. I, I think this is a wonderful, wonderful story. I think this is a wonderful story, beautiful story. And from this story, we can get the prime example of how fatigue. Uh, Elijah was going through fatigue. And, you know, uh, sometimes we just get too tired to keep on dreaming and hoping for something better. And, and we lose interest in our, and your vision starts to shrink. And, and this is the time when we reach the burnout point in our life. We get burned out. You know, and I know that uh, Brother uh, William, uh, he alluded to how Elijah in the previous chapter, if you look at in the previous chapter, Elijah has had a great contest. He was, he was upon Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal, and, and he witnessed the, uh, the beginning of a tremendous uh, religious revival there that he dreamed would sweep the nation and bring thousands of folks back to God. But in chapter 19, Elijah gets a telegram from Jezebel telling him that he is on her immediate hit list. You understand? And so Elijah runs all across the desert trying to escape Jezebel. Then he's already drained from the tiring events, from the tiring stuff that he did upon Mount Caramel. And now after running across the desert, he's physically exhausted. He's physically drained and, and, and emotionally uh, and, and, and mentally exhausted and washed out. And we know how fatigue can wear on us. When we get fatigued, we get tired, we know sometimes we can't think straight, we uh, uh, say things we shouldn't say because we just tired. We fatigue. And then in chapter 19, later on, he goes into a cave. And then he have a pity party in the cave he's in. He starts saying, oh, God, poor me. I thought we was going to be on a, a, to, uh, it was going to be a, a national revival, and, and instead I'm, I'm the only one left. He said, and then he said, Lord, just take my life and let's get it over with. But then this is what I like. Elijah was so tired, he gave up on his dream. He lost hope that his vision for the future could become a reality. But this is God's antidote. This is God's antidote to that fatigue sometimes that we have as children of God while we're working for God. We can get fatigued. And, I'm not, and because of time's sake, I'm not going to read verses 5 through 7. But that's God's antidote right there, verses 5 through 7. God's antidote for Elijah was to eat and sleep. And you know, sometimes we simply just need to let some R&R. We just need to get some R&R in our lives. We need some rest and relaxation before we can renew our dream and renew our vision that God has for us. You know, and that's, and that's what I'm looking at Elijah is it, that, you know, he just he just burned out. He's burned out. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. he you know he was all all day and all night dealing with the the prophets of Baal, and then and then he was still, you know, after all this, y'all, after all God is doing for y'all, showed y'all who He is, y'all still not looking, y'all still not listening, y'all still not adhering to what God is trying to tell you. He just got burned out. He he was just fatigued. He was tired. And then he and he then he then he he wasn't thinking straight. He wasn't thinking straight. He and and God said, "Look, you know what? Just get you something to eat, rest, lay down, 
relax your mind, relax your body, relax your soul, and then when you get up, you'll you'll be refreshed, you'll be renewed, and you can keep on doing my work. And that's and that's what I get out of it. That's what I get out of y'all. I'm sorry I didn't mean to take that much time, but that's what I get out of Amen. it. Amen. Just some just sometimes you just need some just, just some rest. That's all. That's all right, brother. Anybody else have any comments? Anybody else? Feel free to come off of mute. You can talk. Um, one thing that I do want to say is just to piggyback off of uh, what Brother Triplett said, um, <clears throat> just this past Saturday, and anybody who knows me uh, knows that uh, I'm big on rest. <clears throat> um, I won't get into why I'm big on rest, but uh, just know that there are multiple reasons, and, and this past week was very trying for me um, at work. Uh, just a lot of stress, just a lot of things going on at the job. Uh, some I agree with and some some stress just came. It just comes with the job. But um, <clears throat> on Saturday, um, around 3.30 in the afternoon, I decided, because I'm the king of naps, and I decided that, you know what, I have, I have some things to do, but I'm going to put them to the side. I got to lay down and rest my body because if I'm going to be renewed for uh, if it be God's will to go to work next week, and if I'm going to be renewed uh, for worship tomorrow on Sunday, then I got to give me some rest. So, y'all, I did exactly what Elijah did. I ate, and I went to bed. And I think I fell asleep around 4.30, and I think I woke up around 7.30 at night. I felt great. And most people wouldn't do that. But I do it because I understand the importance of getting physical rest, it also leads to mental rest. Um, it helps you to get some spiritual rest. And then not only that, you can be renewed for the journey because life is not a marathon. I'm sorry, life is not a sprint. It is a marathon. It's going to be a while before you get to where you need to go. So just take your time and trust God along this, along this journey. Um, but the first part I really want to talk about in this first segment I want to really focus in on was the, and I appreciate Brother Triplett for giving us a synopsis of it. Um, I just really want to focus on the fear factor. Um, <clears throat> if we look at what happened with Elijah in chapter, First uh, Kings chapter 18, with the 450 prophets of Baal and how he, you know, defeated them and everything, it's amazing to me that he had 450 prophets against him. But then when we come over to First Kings chapter 19, uh, in verse, uh, verses 1 and 2, uh, we see that Ahab told Jezebel what had happened and uh, how Elijah had killed those prophets. And then, of course, in verse 2, uh, Jezebel <laughs> sent a messenger letting uh, 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 Elijah know, listen, they're like you killed them. This time later, you're going to be killed as well. And he got afraid. It's, am- it's amazing. He got afraid of one person. But over in the previous chapter, he had 450 people, at least 450 people, let me say it that way, against him. But he got afraid of one person. And let me tell you something. When fear grips you, you from doing God's will, and it can also stop you from doing things in your life that God would have for you. How many of us wanted to own a business? How many of us want to go back to school? How many of us uh, want to uh, have children? All of these things we want, but fear gets in the way. And we don't accomplish the things that we want to uh, accomplish in life. How many of us want to be remarried? How many of us want to be married? But fear gets in the way for whatever reason. 
and we allow it to stop us from doing God's will. When God's ready to bless us, he's ready to bless us. And not only that, he's ready to bless us real good, but we allow fear to get in the way and to stop us. Um, and before I go any further, uh, once again, I just want to stop and give uh, the audience, anybody in the audience, especially committee members or anybody calling in, the opportunity to say something, to speak. Don't be shy. You can come off of mute. I love interaction uh, because we love to get different point of views from different people. Um, and it's always good for other people to talk as well so we can understand maybe you're going through something. And, and you can bless us with your story, and, and, and we might be able to help you, and you might be able to help us. So at this time, you can come off mute and just uh, give us some type of words of encouragement. Hey, Brother Cotton, this uh, this is Kelly. Hey. Um, hey, I was thinking about uh, actually thinking along the same lines that you were. Uh, I went back to First Kings eighteen, and I, you know, I looked at how God had worked through Elijah against the prophets of uh, of Baal, mm-hmm. and then. Said in verse 19, he was fearful over one person, and I thought about how fear can can make you forget what God yes. did for you or what God did through you. And yes. I even thought about, uh, for example, the children of Israel in Pharaoh. You know, um, God led them to the Red Sea, and then they got to the Red Sea. They saw the the Egyptians pursuing them. And they got mm-hmm. fearful. Um, and they forgot all the times that, you know, God promised to, to Abraham and and how God saved them through the plagues. And um, I just thought about one thing that, that will help deliver us or bring us out of the dumps is remembering the works of the Lord and remembering how he delivered us. And that's all I got. Thank you for that, Kelly. I really appreciate it. Uh, we have approximately four more minutes left in this segment, so this, this is what I want to um, say. Uh, well, before I move on, does anybody else have any comments before we the first segment? Anybody have any comments or even questions? Um, the children of Israel had made it across the Red Sea once they got over there, <laughs> once they got over the fear factor uh, of the Red Sea. Uh, They made it across and came on to dry land, and they came to um, the desert. Um, They began to murmur and complain. And all I can ever say when I read that story is, my, my, my. That sounds like us in 2021. Um, How many of us have been cured of cancer? How many of us um, have had some type of uh, disease that, um, was supposed to be terminal, but God took it away. How many of us uh, have had something happen in our life that was supposed to hinder us for the rest of our life? For instance, having a child, but you weren't married, and you were so young, you didn't, you wasn't making a lot of money or anything of that nature, and so you didn't know how you was going to make it. But over a period of time, God worked in your life. As you held on to your faith, God worked. Um. It's amazing to me that the children of Israel forgot so soon how God had brought them across dry land. They had Pharaoh and his army in the back. They had mountains to the right and the left, and they had water in the front. And God made it to where the water receded, and they crossed over on dry land. They came to uh, the wilderness, um, and they didn't have anything to eat or to drink. 
they got upset with Moses and Aaron, and they started complaining and murmuring, and they had just forgotten that God had performed a miracle for them. So often, God, in every aspect of our lives when things are going bad, and just like things were good in chapter 18 of 1 Kings for Elijah, they got bad really quickly in chapter 19, and Elijah forgot. Here it is, the man of God, he forgot the God that had just delivered him out of the hands of 450 prophets of Baal or Baal worship, idol worship. He had just forgotten. So if the man of God, the mouthpiece of God, the one that stands in the gap and speaks for God, if he can forget about how God has brought him over, how much more could we forget? How much more could we forget? How fearful are we? Um, when things happen in our life, um, and we just need to trust and lean and depend upon God, God will see us safely through. I promise you he will. Um, I will say this, and this is probably going to carry us over to the next segment, um, but <clears throat> there was a time in my life uh, when I was depressed. Uh, there have been actually many times, but there was one particular time I remember when I was depressed. And it's when I was a young teenage father uh, having my daughter. Uh, and I wasn't married. Amen, somebody. You can say amen on mute, too. It's all right. Uh, and you might not know, you might not have my story, but it's still my story. And so uh, scared, depressed, didn't know what to do. And I remember telling God, all I got is my face. And if you just take my little mustard seed face, then, Lord, I'm just going to hold on to see what the end going to be. Well, we're at the end of this particular segment, um, and I'm going to pick up that story, and we'll carry it over into the second segment. But we're at the end of this segment. We thank everybody for their comments so far and your attentiveness uh, to digging your way out of the dump. And we will go to a commercial break, and we'll be back back shortly. And if you miss me from singing, singing, and you can't find me nowhere, nowhere, come on up to glory. I'll be singing the faith. Yes, I will. And I know the Lord. He will grieve me over yonder, over all the other shores. The glory. glory, I'll be praising the best. I'll be praising the best. Her of the day, Yeah. <laughs> 
the same God that can take it all away, not only can bring it back, but he can bring it back double, triple, and quadruple fold if he wants to because that's the God that we serve. And having said all of that, I just want to really uh, finish my story very quickly, and then I'll let you all chime in because I'm sure this topic right here, uh, I'm just going to be transparent, and I, and, I, and I expect for some people to be transparent. If not, that's okay too. Uh, but I'm the type of person I've just grown in my faith, and I, I've recognized that transparency helps somebody. Uh, but <clears throat> I had my daughter um, when I was about 19 years old. I was struggling financially. I was struggling spiritually. Uh, I was scared. I didn't know what to do. At the age of 20, I ended up getting married to her mom. By the age of 25, uh, me and her mom had divorced, which was the uh, second time uh, that I had uh, experienced depression. Uh, and during that time, uh, I just want you to know um, that uh, my son was born in there as well uh, while we were married, and that was another time where I was scared. Uh, I wouldn't say depressed, but when I got divorced, I was definitely depressed. I was scared, confused, didn't understand, felt like I had failed that life, felt like I had failed God, and sure enough, felt like I had failed myself and my church family, and I was ashamed. But I tell you what, through all the shame, all of the depression, um, <clears throat> my life being in the dumps, and by the way, y'all, during that time, um, I had even lost my job. Amen, somebody. Uh, so I can kind of kind of feel what Job felt uh, to a certain degree. And so I just told God, just take me. Just, 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 I just need to get away. Just take my life. Just take me on up out of here. Same thing that Elijah said. Lord, just take me. But you know it's funny, even though I wanted God to take me and or commit suicide, God said there is much work for you to do. So here it is. I'm 42 years old. I still got my hands to the plow. My daughter's 22. My son's 17. They're both doing well. Daughter's about to graduate college, and my son is about to head to college himself. He just graduated high school. Blessed be God that I just held on to the next morning to the next appointed time blessed be god that i held on to his unchanging hand we sing these songs of zion all the time hold on to god's unchanging hand but it's a whole nother ball game when drama problems depression fear anxiety calamity trouble comes in your life and knocks at your door and you got to live out those same songs that you sing on sunday morning amen somebody but i'm gonna stop right there and i'm gonna give somebody a chance uh, that's just my quick story, but I'm going to give somebody a chance uh, to be able to chime in and tell us a little bit about how you would handle depression. What is it, what was the time in your life uh, that you just wanted to give it all up? But God. Anybody, you can come off mute. Trust me, I can talk the whole segment, but I'd much rather hear what you have to say. Brother William, you know I, I appreciate I appreciate your testimony, man. That was that was wonderful, man. And uh, and you know and and by people sharing their testimonies, man, that's really encouraging, uplifting for the next person because you know you might be touching on something that the next person is going through, and and you know and that was just a word from the Lord right there that you helped to encourage the next man. And you know I just I just appreciate that's very admirable. You know that's. I appreciate that that you disclosing that and uh, and and that's great. 
And you know, but and, and but I just want to go back to Elijah. You know, I, and I'm hearing depression and I'm hearing fear, and all that's good, and I and I and I can see that, and I can get that from out of there. But then I just want to go back to that fatigue. What I'm talking about, you know, when you when you when you tired like Elijah was, he was tired. You know. And I and I can see I, I I I find myself like that on my job. Sometimes on my job, counseling people, you know, giving people coping skills, giving people therapeutic tools, giving people just information that can help them to be a better person. And then and then I don't get the response that I'm trying to get from them uh, because mm-hmm. of situations. And then you know you just keep seeing that time after time, you know. And you just get burned out. And sometimes I find myself, you know what? What is I'm doing wrong? What, what's going on? You know, is I'm doing something wrong? Is 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 I'm not doing what I need to be doing? And then you start questioning yourself about that. And then uh, and, and then I soon find out that's because I was getting burned out. You know, I was I was doing it 24/7. I was I was trying to get people to uh, see things, and it just wasn't happened as fast as I wanted to happen, and then it's just, I just got burned out, I got fatigued, and then, uh, you know, I had to take me a vacation, I had to take me a vacation, took me about two-week vacation, came back, I was Mm -hmm. restored, I was revived, and that's what, and then, and I started feeling good, and so, I like, what we we need to do when we find ourselves in a situation like that, we need to get in tune with God, we need to get in tune with God, we need to, we, we need to get God's perspective, on, on, on the situation, we need to get God's viewpoint on the situation because we know problems come up. You know, problems can get us down. Problems can get us down. Problems will have us wanting to give up. Problems will have us wanting to, uh, 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 you know, uh, pressure us to give up. And we have to. We, we and it gets us down. And uh, and uh, and so we have to just. Look at God's perspective, God's viewpoint on it. God, what what are you trying to show me in this? What are you trying to to do with me in this? Because if we don't, then we'll start mm-hmm. talking like Elijah. We'll start talking like Elijah. Elijah, just take me. Like Elijah said, Lord, just take me on from here. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. Just take me on from here. And you know, and 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 that's the reason why the uh, you know the angel came along and said, Hey, you know, look, eat, get some rest, sleep. And when you get up, you'll find yourself thinking with a different thought process. You'll find yourself feeling better, a whole lot better than where you were uh, when you were uh, before you went to sleep. You know, and so and that's and I and I think that's what it is. You know, we as Christians, we go through so much. And like y'all was talking about depression, talking about fear, and talking about all that, uh, we go through so much. And what we need to do is just get in tune with God and look at God's perspective on it. What's God trying to get us to see? What's God trying to do with us in our life? And, you know, that's we need right. to meditate on that. We need to meditate on that, you know. Uh, but that's it. Thank you, Brother Triplett, uh, for your comment, man. That was that was so encouraging and, and just another angle to look at uh, this particular story and this particular segment is concerned. I uh, really appreciate that. Anybody else have any other comments um, just before I chime in again? Anybody have any other comments that they want to add? Don't be shy. You can come off mute. We're in. This is Tim. Hey, Tim. Can you, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I just, I just wanted to say that uh, I'm not talking about something that I have read only. 
But uh, a lot of times we waste our time in depression trying to figure out how not to face it. And if you think about from a psychological perspective, depression is a chemical imbalance. And depression robs us from having a good relationship with our family, our friends, and even with fellow church members. Uh, and when we also think about, uh, as a side note, uh, anxiety can make you tired. Uh, yes, sir. Courage is the keystone in the arc of character. Uh, it gives uh, strength and stability to all our qualities. And if I think about going back to uh, verse 4 of chapter 19, he said, but he himself went a day's journey in the wilderness and came and sat down on a juniper tree and requested for himself that he might die. And he said, it is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I'm not better than my father's. The two things I want to point out is that he became overwhelmed. And also uh, he started comparing himself uh, to others. We have to be careful when we compare ourselves to other people. Uh, and so we have to uh, uh, continue to look to the hills so when it's coming by help, knowing our help comes from the Lord. And that's it. Thank you, my brother. I really appreciate that. And I'm and, and you you took me, brother Triplet started it, and you took me uh-huh. right where I was going. Uh, and I really appreciate it in First Kings chapter nineteen. So in verse four we see, and I just want to focus on the latter part of verse four. We see where uh, Elijah said, "It is enough now, Lord. Take my life. I am no longer, uh, I am no better than my father." <clears throat> I see pride. At some point, mm-hmm. he must have thought, just based on what I'm reading here, he must have thought that he was better than those that had come um, before him. Let me pause right here. If you uh, please keep your phones on mute. If they're not on mute, put them on mute, please, please, so the background noise, uh, so we don't hear the background noise. Thank you, thank you. But <clears throat> if he must have thought that he was better than those that had come before him. That sound like us. Uh, you know, in Ecclesiastes, you know, King Solomon lets us know that, listen, guys, there's nothing new up under the sun. What we see now, it was back then. The only thing is there's a different method to do things. We invent ways to sin. Amen. Uh, and I know I'm not going to have an amen section, but I'll say amen to myself and for myself because I know we will invent ways to sin, but it's not a new sin. We just invent ways to do it. That's just what we do as human, be- uh, as human beings. We, we, we invent ways to do things. It's amazing how Elijah thought that he was better than those that had come before him when, in fact, they had paved the way for him to get to where he is. And so it doesn't surprise me that he had a victory in Chapter 18 the First Kings. Then in chapter 19, immediate, almost immediately after the victory, after he's shouting and praising God, then he's fearful, depressed, got anxiety, and he's running from the northern kingdom from, which, from where he was to the southern kingdom, to Judah. It doesn't shock me at whatsoever. And, and, and let, me, let me drop this off to us, too, just in our spirit. The word Elijah means Yahweh is my God, or Yahweh is God. 
if Yahweh is God, then let's let him be God. Let's let him lead us. Let's let him take us as far as he wants to take us uh, because we recognize that we're no better than those that came before us, but we're not any worse. We just have to trust God uh, in that. So I just thought that that was very interesting uh, that he was like, I'm no better than my fathers. I can just hear him now. And God is like, man, I had to humble you. You got too high and mighty. You thought you were all of that, and you're not. You're only who you are because of who I am. And as Christians, that's all we are. All we are is because of who God is. Amen, somebody. And let let me help us to remember something, too. We got about three minutes to go in this segment. So just real quick, John 10.10 lets us know that the thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The way we fight off these different feelings and emotions and things of this nature that affect our body, our soul, and our spirit, we have to allow Jesus to be the reason why we keep going. See, see, see. in Hebrews, it lets us know that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one that started this journey for us. We have, everybody has their own individual journey, but you got to follow the example because the, the, the trail has already been blazed. The way has already been blazed. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just follow the wheel. Just follow Jesus. And we see the things that he did and the people he helped and the blind eyes that he opened and the, the, the you know, the deaf ears that, you know, he opened up and, and, and all of these different miracles that he performed and different things that he did and how he talked nice to people who despitefully used him. Amen, somebody. Because I know we don't like our enemies, but the Bible says we got to love on them. So um, I only know, I know that I got about a minute left. I got about a minute left. Um, and so much more that um, I really wanted to say right there. But does anybody have any more comments or questions right uh, right there before we move on, close out this segment, we move on to our last segment? Anybody have any comments or questions? All right. Let me close out <clears throat> this last segment because I got about a minute. Let me close out this last segment. Uh, let me let me read this real quickly. In First Kings um, – let me jump down to verse number uh, – let me jump down to verse number six real quick. Then he looked, and there uh, his head was a cake baked in coals in a jar of water, and he ate and drank and lay down again. So the angel of the Lord – I'm kind of fast-forwarding, but the angel of the Lord had come to him once and told him, listen, Elijah, you got to get up, man. You get, you got to move. You know, your life is not going to be over. The Lord is not going to take your life. You got to get up and uh, eat. And you got to drink and you got to move, man. Verse 7, and the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. Let me tell you all something right now. We're going to end uh, the, the last segment with verses 8 and 9, but the verse number 7, and, and I'm going to end the segment, the journey is too great for you to do it on your own. You need God's help in order to deal with every giant you deal with in life. When David dealt with his giant, Goliath, David relied on the Lord. All those scary men that were well-trained in battle, they were scary. David said, because I got the Lord on my side, I can defeat this giant. And so, too, we should have the same mentality as it comes, as, as it pertains to depression, anxiety, and any other enemies or any other giants we face in life. We should have the same mentality. May God bless you. May he bless you real good. This will uh, finish out our second uh, segment, and we will be going to a commercial break, and we will be back with you shortly.
Yeah, it, it, it helped me a lot because I was going through a lot. Um, there was a time when I was going through a lot and, and um, didn't know <laughs> which way to turn. But I then I started realizing once I started hanging around like-minded Christians, I started, my problem didn't really go away, but it, I was able to cope better mm-hmm. with the problem. Yes, mm-hmm. and because the outside world, they was just telling me, you know, negative things, trying to feed my head with negative things, you know. But um, a true Christian will tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. So that's what I just wanted to say. That That's what helped me. Hey, Amen. We appreciate that, Sister Yolanda. Yes, yes, yes. I, I will second that. Uh, I've been there, too, with my Christian brothers and sisters helping me along the way. Some of those Christian brothers and sisters, <laughs> I'm, I'm tight with to this day. I mean, I'm tight with them. Amen. Because they were there in my darkest moments, when I want to give up, when I want to take my own life, when I want God to take my life. Um, so we appreciate that, Sister Yolanda. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Um, real quick. First Kings chapter uh, 19, verses 8 and 9. So he arose, talking about Elijah, and ate and drank. And he went in, in uh, the strength of the food, of that food, 40 days and 40 nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went in a cave and spent the night in that place. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him, said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? <clears throat> Once in this last segment on this, um, and just kind of just say these few words and kind of give a summary um, before we turn it back over to Brother Stevie. Um, when we feast on the word of the Lord, that's our everlasting food. You remember the woman at the well? Um, she came to get water. <clears throat> but Jesus let her know, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm an everlasting well. I'm a spring of water that will never run dry. Whatever you need, I got it. And the reason why I want to make sure that I say that to the audience tonight is because I know a lot of people didn't comment, a lot of people didn't say anything, and that's okay. You may be digging your way out the dumps right now, even as we speak on this podcast. I want you to understand that Jesus is still there. He hadn't gone anywhere. He's still the living water. The Bible says that God's name in the Old Testament is I am. Jesus repeats that same phrase in the book of Matthew in the New Testament, I am. That lets us know that God is still present. He's still God. Y'all know Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. In other words, Our God doesn't change. Our circumstances do change. Our life does change. Lord have mercy. And I know when you have children and when you have a spouse, things will change. But one thing about God, he will never change. And I'm so thankful um, that God never changes. So for Elijah to be feasting on physical food and physical drink, and that carried him 40 days, I'm here to let you know. (laughs) I'm here to let you know that if you feast on the word of God, it'll carry you all the way to eternity, all the way to eternity. Uh, last point, and I really, really, really wanted to get this in. Um, 
over in Second um, Kings, it lets us know that um, there was. Uh, if you hold on, this is what normally happens. This is what normally happens. This is how God works. See, when you go through your stuff, there's people always watching you as Christians. When you go through your down times, your darkest times of life, people are always watching how you're going to bounce back. It's the bounce back is what I call it. Elijah got himself together, we know, once we read the rest of 1 Kings. When you come over into 2 Kings, you read about uh, 2 Kings chapter and about verse number 9. He was walking with Elisha, uh, his protege, all right? He, was, he, he asked him a question. He said, hey, you can ask me. He said, look, I ain't going to be with you long. I'm paraphrasing. I ain't going to be with you long. And since I'm not going to be with you long, you can, you can ask me anything you will. He said, listen, I want a double portion of your spirit. Obviously, Elijah had been, Elisha had been watching him from first Kings. I don't want y'all to miss this. And, it, and then Elijah responded to him, listen, you asked a hard thing. But look here. If the Lord come and take me and you see it, then it shall be granted unto you. But if the Lord come and take me and you don't see it, then it's not going to be granted unto you. And so as the Bible lets us know in 2 Kings chapter 2 and around verse 11, Elijah was taken in a chariot of fire and horses of fire. And Elisha do a wonderful thing in the life of his servant. Took him all the way to heaven. Now, that's not the eschatological heaven, but... It is a place of paradise, and we know that according to Matthew chapter 17 and about verse number 3. So Elijah is in paradise. So what I'm trying to get us to understand is if you hold on, if you hold out, if you just continue on in God's will, and if you drink from the everlasting fountain, namely Jesus the Christ, everything is going to be all right. Keep digging your way out the dumps because guess what? Even God's man had to dig his way out the dumps. He wanted to die. He wanted to just give it up. But guess what? He held on to see what the end was going to be. And we know what his end, uh, as far as the Bible lets us know now, his end is paradise so far. And we know on that grand day when Jesus returns, he will be in heaven. So we're looking for the same thing. We're looking to be in paradise with our Lord and ultimately that final destination, which is heaven. Uh, Listen, you all have been a blessing on tonight. You've been wonderful. We got about two minutes uh, to go. Uh, on this segment, I just want to let you know that, listen, the moral of the story is you just need to hold on to God's unchanging hand. I don't care. Come what may. You might have had you might have had two or three marriages. That don't matter. That's in the past. God erased that. That's done with. You may have had some worsome kids, and you had them at a young age, and you didn't know how to take care of them. You made a whole lot of mistakes as parents. That's all right, too. That's over, that's over and done with. That's in the past. God will make everything anew. I want you to understand that Elijah was definitely, definitely the guy that if you want to look at how to dig your way out the dump, he went from victory all the way down to the valley, not of a short time, but he kept digging and kept digging, and Lord have mercy, he's found his way to paradise, even as we speak on tonight. I just want to let you know that God loves you. I love you. I really appreciate um, your attentiveness tonight. Thank you for all the comments all of the committee members and those who maybe even listened that didn't make a comment, we still appreciate your presence on this particular phone call on tonight. Uh, Brother Stevie, we thank you for this broadcast and this platform uh, for us to be able to perform this ministry and get out the good news of the gospel. Now we will turn it over to Brother Stevie at this time.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
What a word from the Lord radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to take this time to extend the Lord's invitation. We don't know who's listening to this broadcast. We don't know what you've heard in your life, but we have a responsibility to sow the seed of the kingdom as best we can. And I just want to let you know that if you are not a child of God, listen to me now. And one cannot be a child of God until you are a Christian, until you have been born again as the Bible teaches, then you are lost outside of Christ. It's not enough to be religious. You must obey the commands of the Lord. In order for a man to be saved, you must take heed and answer the gospel call. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14. You must hear the gospel. John chapter 6 and verse 45. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 17, and the facts of the gospel are the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 3. You must believe the same. Hebrews eleven six, 6, James chapter 2 and verse 24. You must repent. Luke chapter 13, verses 3 and 5, Acts chapter 17 and verse 30. You must confess your faith. In Christ Jesus, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 and 33. You must be baptized in water for the remission or the forgiveness of your sins. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Acts 10, verse 48, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21. And if you are a Christian and you have not been faithful in your service to God, you need to decide again by repentance and prayer. Acts chapter 8 and verse 22. And we want to encourage you now to visit the churches of Christ in your immediate area. Amen. Now see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. I know Lord I know the Lord He'll take care He'll take care Take care of me Oh yeah Yes he will I know the Call on you and you step in right time. Oh, yeah. I know the Lord. Lord. He'll take care. He'll take care. Take care of me. Oh, yeah. Lord, I'm 
trying Every day To walk in the right way My, my, my It gets hard Hard on this road It gets so rough From the Lord Radio Show. Well, I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of God's Word. I want to thank both my speakers on the broadcast, Joe Wiggins, and also Shauna Otis and her team, the Mid Tennessee Singles Ministry Hour of Power. Certainly appreciate their efforts on the broadcast this evening. Great topics on the show. What a blessing it is to be able to teach and preach the glorious gospel on this radio broadcast. also want to thank my special guest in the community corner, Tammy Randall. Certainly appreciate her for stopping through on this evening. I appreciate everyone who participated on 
What a blessing it is, ladies and gentlemen. And it is my prayer that these lessons and the things that were heard on this broadcast have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in this radio show, but you give yourself over to a study of God's word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continual blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. On behalf of my co-hosts, Isa Mullins, Shauna Otis, and Lou Gilbert, we certainly appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Going down the river of
Let it ride. Let it take glory. 
Word. 